Uh, let's do it. Let's crack open the bubbly. The bubbly. Uh, big, big episode in store for you guys. Big episode. Uh, first I'm of all, great afraid. episode. Great content. We had an amazing interview with Matt Neal of Can You the Can You Believe It podcast and reporter at the Australian <laughs> Broadcasting Corporation. Uh, Shay and I have champagne. We are celebrating 50 52 episodes. episodes. I was going to say weeks, but uh, <laughs> episodes. Yeah. That's 52 weekly releases. We have never once, except for maybe once, not put out an episode every single week. And so we are celebrating us. We are celebrating you. We're celebrating our amazing intern, Reagan. Big shout out to you for Big as- shout out to Reagan, yeah. uh, who is just like, you know, killing it, absolutely nailing it. She mm-hmm. is doing some fantastic work. Just just a little update as well. Um, Shay had some thunder, but, you know, I am, I'm the anti-thunder man, baby. Coming in and stealing the thunder like, like Bill Gates and one of his, his cloud machines that turns you gay. <laughs> <laughs> was there more to that? Or it's like, I'm here to steal no. the thunder. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to add anything to what you were saying. I was literally just coming in to steal the thunder. You didn't, yeah, that's like, normally you steal the thunder by taking thunder and making it your own. You stole the thunder making and destroyed thunder. it. You're like, no, no more pure, thunder. <laughs> pure, unadulterated anti thunder. Uh, um, I guess I don't, I don't know. So, like, before before we dive into today's episode, Shane and I just, you know, like, we've got some really big things coming. We're super excited. We are probably only a few weeks away from our big YouTube launch. We're gonna be, we're gonna be fucking everywhere. We're gonna be on TikTok, all up in your face. We're gonna be on YouTube. We have been uh, just making awesome, awesome video content. We're super stoked to share that with you guys, so you can. Listen to us anywhere. You can watch us anywhere. Uh, you know, we gave a shout out to uh, Reagan, who's just like a fantastic person to work with. If you're interested in doing some work with us, like you're, you do design shit or you do uh, audio shit or you're just like a, a tight, tight person. You're just so tight. Contact us. We'd love to work with you. If you're interested in the, the stuff that we're doing, like then we're interested in you, frankly. Yes. Also, a big shout out to Amy, who is the one animating yes. the introduction to our YouTube stuff. The We could not be more excited. This shit looks insane. Like, oh, so, so cool. fucking cool. So I cannot wait for all of you all to see it. Um, so, yeah, cheers to you. Cheers to us. Cheers to 52 weeks of camp re-education bliss. I'm sure you all would not be the people you are if it weren't for <laughs> us doing what we do. <laughs> So I, you know what? Um, I will say this too. I know we've got champagne right now. I, I'm sure that as the episode progresses, we will become increasingly more drunk, which I'm very much looking forward to. I'm stoked. I am. Yeah, I, I love I, being drunk. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to spend a Wednesday. Um, but I, I, you know, next year when we do this, I want to, uh, you know, when we celebrate in style with all of our our riches and our fans at, at our, our, you know, our, our two year celebration our, our anniversary show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and where we fill a coliseum and a, a stadium with with our our adoring fans. So Shay, I do have a question for you. It is still camp re-education. We still have a lot to go over. We do have one thing to learn before we waste an hour and a half of everybody's time. Uh, and that thing is, you know, we've spent this past week learning about space, about aliens, about science, about pseudoscience, about ufology, about, you know, all kinds of, of crazy fucking things. And I just want to see, I know you're a very smart guy. I know you're you're big in the science community. Um all of those dick solicited dick pics very well received by science. 
Um, you know, we had a lot of dick pic episodes, dick pic jokes in the last episode. I'm just going to keep this train going, and I think I'll stop it for the next one. So, uh, folks, these jokes aren't canon. They're limited edition. Uh, I want to see if you know, what was the first craft to send a message from Earth into space? What was the name of it, and whose idea was it to do it? I'm going to guess you're talking about the Voyagers, the gold plates that were okay. jointly thought of with Carl Sagan and... Don't uh, you go- Don't you dare fucking Google. Hands are up here. <laughs> Carl <laughs> Sagan, Francis Drake collaborated to make the yeah. gold plates on the Voyager mission. That was our what first I, message into space, I think. Finally. What, if I, what if I were to tell you you're wrong? I wouldn't believe you. I would say, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Ian. You got your information wrong. So, <laughs> before, so and I, I learned this today, and okay. I was very excited to, to make you look like a, like a total fart in front of everybody. So it wasn't the Voyager. It was the Pioneer 10, and it was a gentleman by the name of Richard Hoagland who was the person that decided that the Pioneer 10 should carry a message into outer space. And here's actually what he says to mark his revelation. So as he's kind of uh, fishing around inside of the, the vehicle, and I'm just going to do a rough impression of what I think he sounds like. It looked like... No, that's not how he talks. <laughs> it, looked, it looked like an imprisoned insect waiting to be born. A huge insect waiting to be set free. Then, a revelation. I'm looking at this thing and absolutely out of nowhere, I realized I was looking at a man-made Earth object that was going to leave the Earth and the solar system. Never to return. Something that will last longer than the pyramids, the ice ages, and even the earth itself. And I realized, oh my God, this is the first thing we've created that they could find. It's got to carry a message. I love that. You took That's, me somewhere. <laughs> that was great, yeah. Ian. <laughs> Did you yeah. practice that? You practiced so, that. No, I didn't. Yeah. That was just yeah, that's you practiced alcohol. It. <laughs> I did not. There's a lot of things I practiced and that was uh, a very organic. So that's that was his revelation. And I guess uh, I think Sagan was speaking somewhere and um, him and uh, so Hoagland and I guess his name was Burgess or Burgess. Uh, you know, they found uh, Sagan and they talked to him about this idea and then Sagan just kind of ran with it. And then he told them, like, they kept it secret. They were like, we're just going to, we're not going to tell anybody about the Pioneer 10's message. And then once it was like launched, basically, he was like, it's done. The message is in space. And the first thing, I, you know, just like some stuff, basically. But one of the things was Carl Sagan's wife, Linda uh, Saltzman Sagan. She drew those two figures, uh, a man and a woman. And she decided very consciously to have them not hold hands because she didn't want the aliens to think that they were one creature. That's that's fascinating. Okay, that's cool, I guess. Start the show? Start the show. Start the show. <laughs> everyone and welcome to Camp Pre-Education, an immersive boot camp into the world we thought we knew. We are your hosts, Ian and Shay, concluding our two-week immersion into the outer world of our inner aliens. <laughs> so, 50, hey, episode 52. 52 straight weeks of, of absolute fire. Shay, Tell the kids what we got in store for them today. Well, today, lovely children, we spoke with an amazing podcaster, journalist, apparently a musician. He kind of flexed a little bit in our interview. <laughs> he had some other accolades he wasn't talking about. 
my name is Matt Neal. I am an ABC journalist in Australia, in Warrnambool, Victoria, uh, which is in the southeastern corner of Australia. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Can You Believe It? Yes. And uh, we dove into your podcast um, earlier this week and thoroughly enjoyed it. So if you'd actually like to like dial that back and kind of leave room for some other podcasters, like, <laughs> it's you know we we don't want to be losing any more listeners. It's already a pretty competitive field. You seem pretty connected at ABC. I don't think you need two things. I think you can just I think you can just let us have this. <laughs> I left out half the other stuff. Like I've got a book. Uh, I've got albums. I could be spruiking my Spotify now, but no, I've just you know I'll stick to those two things for now. All around good guy Matthew Neal from the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, co- a- uh, yeah, corporation. Yeah, corporation. The ABC of Australia. It's like the our country's younger. Less advanced brother. <laughs> Ooh, ah, ah. Not like a learning disability, more like just <laughs> younger in the school system. He's, we're talking like third grade. We're like seventh graders. Anyway, moving on. Matthew Neal uh, was an amazing, our amazing guest, taught us a lot about the ins and outs of aliens and just basically helped guide us along our journey of extraterrestrial whatnot and know-how and et cetera. And uh, really just such a fascinating conversation. We talked about, you guessed it, aliens, UFOs, etc. God. God and made its way in there. God made its way in there, yeah. God made it. It's, ooh, I like All how you time. went with the, the non-gendered. What would God's neo-pronoun be? God, probably God. God is a neo-pronoun. <laughs> God and goddess. Uh, P- Paperboy oh. Paper Love Prince goes by, I'm pretty sure God and goddess. Uh, as, wow. as, their, as their neo-pronouns, yeah. That, as God's neo-pronouns. <laughs> now, that is a fun fact. Hey, Shay, random question. Is it pronounced bussy or bussy? It's definitely bussy. It's bussy, right? Bussy? Absolutely. Like, my, okay, all right, because I'm going to be delivering like this, the freshest bussy to our fans this episode, man. I am ready to deliver on episode 52. Like, did we mention that it's episode 52? We didn't. Am I already drunk? Anyway, so like she mentioned, <laughs> yeah! Uh, that full, we're going to play you guys some clips of this episode. We're going to talk about what we talked about with him. The full episode is available on our Patreon. It is absolutely worth the cost of admission. And then, uh, you know, there's, there's other great interviews on there too. So, uh, you guys, if you're not part of that exclusive club, like, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, nothing cool as far as I'm concerned. So join the Patreon, get to hear this entire interview in, I would say, its entirety. Um, and if if you're too poor, too cheap, whatever, go ahead and just throw us a quick five-star review on Apple. That works as well. But uh, with that five-star review, you get unlimited access to this episode. You can listen to it as many <laughs> times as you like. Forward, backward, middle, beginning, and sometimes even the end. So... Uh, In line with that thinking, let's start here at the beginning. So we talked with our guest about some of the thoughts we had uh, last episode where we were wondering to ourselves, why do we think it is that people believe in aliens? And just jumping right into it, here's what Matt Neal had to say about it. I think it's the same reason that people want to believe in a, in a god. It makes you feel like you're part of something bigger, you know, that there is something else out there. Um, and it's funny, like, I mean, the I'm glad you sort of differentiated there because, you know, is there life on other planets? I think 
science says most likely yes. Have they visited this planet is a completely different kettle of fish. So when people say, do you believe in aliens? Well, what do you mean aliens that have come here or that there are, that potentially are, you know, other beings? Yes, I believe there are potentially other beings. Have they been here? Well, no, I don't, I don't think they have. And I think people want to believe they have because it makes them feel connected to a big universe. And, but, you know, I think there's like a certain, uh, how should I put this without sounding cruel? There's a, 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 a sense of people wanting to feel important or... Like there's something remarkable has happened to them. I think there's a, I, I do think there's a significant amount of mental illness involved in a lot of it be ghost stories, uh, alien abduction stories in particular. I, I think that there's, there's underlying issues that often in these kind of things. Um, but I, I, I think people want to um, be part of it in the same reason that maybe they want to be celebrities as well. They want to feel special. They want to feel different and stand out. kind of talked about this idea at length a little bit, I feel. And I did some more thinking about it. And I came across this article that I thought was was absolutely fascinating. And it talked about, and I think you're going to like this, it talked about this idea of the alien stranger versus the alien alien. Have you heard of this distinction before? No, no. So this no. is this is pretty cool, right? So um, basically in this scenario, I think people are yearning <clears throat> For the alien stranger, and the alien stranger is kind of this this like meaning making being, right? Mm. Where basically, like it it's something that we fundamentally it's it's I've heard it described as recognizably unrecognizable. Ah, that's fascinating. Yeah. So I love it. So on the alien stranger, or which they sometimes call the ET human hybridization, uh, psychoanalytic anthropologist, you know, <laughs> not to scare you because these are some big words, baby. Uh, Melford Spiro called it the false dichotomy between personality and culture. And I absolutely fucking love that idea that like the, this like fake, fake distinction between um, like who you are as a person and the culture that you live within is if they're separate. And it's like you have like aliens, like the, the alien stranger is like a combination of, of these two things. It's like when we imagine the, the, the combination of it, like this is what we see. So I've got like a, maybe a little bit of a, a complex, complicated, tough question for you, but like, are you familiar with like Freudian dream analysis, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, like, really, okay, like, really I, familiar with Okay, it. like <laughs> uh, basically like rough draft, you dream about a giant octopus wearing, um, it's, and it's, it's playing bagpipes, but it's playing the bag, like the song it's playing is like something that was playing at your seventh birthday party. And they'd be like, all right, like, what do you think that means? Like interpret this, you know, like you're uh -huh. like that whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the classic, like gray skin, big black eyes, bald head, scrawny, scary body alien. Like if you were to kind of like analyze this, like what, what do you think that we're seeing as a culture? What do you think people who want to believe in aliens, like what do you think they're projecting onto like this being? From this idea of like the 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 culture personality like divide. Oh God. Um, it, yeah, like you're like you're a therapist now. Like you're a therapist. Your patient is just described this alien, and you're like, here's what I think you want to see, Mister Mister Poo Poo. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've definitely heard like the idea of 
you know, it's weird because there's so many different stereotypes of aliens that we think of. And I'm trying to like imagine like which one even like I'm thinking like uh, little green men or like giant green men, you know, like which version are we talking about? Even Because I feel like if you're going to psychoanalyze, like it's all relative. Right. So you're like to, to the observer. And so if like, yeah. all right, so let's say we're talking. Let's I'll just pick one for the sake of simplicity for your argument. I'm okay. picturing tall very tall aliens, not little green men, tall aliens, long, slender, maybe omniscient, maybe robe wearing. Okay. Uh, you know, maybe I don't know what 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 genre of alien this is or where this one comes from. Uh, I imagine it says that you're longing for authority, that you need like some kind of uh, help that you feel maybe lost in life and that you're looking for omniscience to help guide you through life's path. Uh, am I am I striking any nerves with you? No, with me, no. With, with, with maybe, <laughs> with maybe one or two people. Listen. I mean, do you want me to be Mister Poo Poo? Oh, yeah. How did you know my father? Ooh, guys, is this a is this a racial thing, like, uh, Mister Poo Poo? Are you to, wait? Isn't there something? Are you talking about Dragon Ball Z? Is that Mister Popo? Know, that, okay, that's Mister. That's Mister Popo. I'm not being Mister Popo. Why would it be Mister Popo in this scenario? I don't know. I have I was, no idea. Okay. I was trying to to ha- have the perfect blend of of comedy and and uh, intellect. So I was like, all right, psychoanalyze me. But my, ma- my name is Mr. Poo Poo. <laughs> you nailed it, Ian. Cla- very good job. Uh, <laughs> a minus. You can continue. <laughs> okay. So it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. Like if, if we think of it like from the, from the culture sp- perspective, like uh, it's so funny that you went with the individual thing. Cause I think I looked at it uh, on like the cultural end uh. and it was like, you know, I think it's an idealized version of people and it's either one that's invented by an individual or one that's kind of like written into our imagination by like utopian science fiction writers. Um, and it's interesting because I think like when you describe these creatures, like they always appear to be raceless and sexless, like this yearning yeah. for a society that's not divided by race and and sex. Um, they always lack any sort of attractiveness. Like they're always, they look exactly the same. Like there's never, there's no such thing as beautiful and ugly people. There's like this total equilibrium amongst this like society of aliens um they they lack all sex characteristics no big ding-dongs no large breasts they're almost completely devoid of like musculature and they have enormous heads and eyes leading us to believe and this is like maybe like where i really got analytical like freudian like Mm. they are a great thinking and perspective culture and or creatures um they have small mouths and no ears but like little tiny ear holes Maybe this like projection of like they're less prone maybe to like demagoguery or spreading hate and they're less inclined to be influenced by gossip or like trifling, you know, information. So it's like I really think maybe that it is this like unconscious yearning for like what the future could be, like what we could evolve into becoming. And it's like, oh, my God, like I I always knew that the world could be this way. So the future is coming to meet me because I don't belong to this time. Ah. I love this idea. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm horny for knowledge. I'm wet for learning. To, 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 <laughs> to use a very old throwback from early Kemper education history, which if you haven't listened to the early episodes, why not stop right now and catch back up <laughs> to episode 52? <laughs> It'll only take done. you a little over two days to listen <laughs> to the entire compendium. But yeah, no, I think. Uh, I think that's really fucking fascinating. And I think you're absolutely right. And honestly, like, um, this is like something that I had been thinking about in the last week. And I think you're touching on it pretty, pretty well right here. Yeah. Uh, that th- I don't think that our 
civilization is is going to make it past. And I think this is maybe like a new thought that I've had. And I think it's because of this, like, I think it's because of the way that we handle all aspects of our society. I guess I'm really talking about capitalism, but maybe also like human nature, human greed, all the, all these kind of things. I yeah. don't think that we will, we're evolved enough in like the maturity sense of, of, of that expression to mm. like br- eliminate the ego, eliminate our own self-interest to work co- collectively to like make it to outer space. And I imagine what you're describing here is a species that has already done that self-work, I guess, like collective community, community-based like self-work. It's like, no, we can work together without thinking about like, without being super concerned about looks, uh, hierarchy etc and just be sexless and just consider like the intellect as like the most noble pursuit yeah it's and you know what after you said that too it's like it's it's weird because i feel like the the people that are most likely to believe in like aliens and alien abductions are probably the like you know conservative alt-right people but it's almost like they're yearning for this hive mind. Like it's weird because like they claimed like wave, you know, they're waving a flag. We love, uh, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, we love freedom. And then they're like, oh God, please, mommy, daddy, space alien, take me away to the, the classless, raceless society where like we all exist as one. It's so funny. It's like they're real, what they really want, but they're not allowed to say out loud. It's communism. All, yeah, it's communism and it all comes out with aliens. <laughs> well, it's weird though, because we also saw that... Um, at least I saw like the, that. There's apparently this correlation that the more likely you are to believe in aliens, the less likely you are to believe in religion. And actually, I never thought about this before, but like, kind of like I'm what I imagine a lot of other people imagine heaven to be is kind of the same thing you're talking about—a classless society with no hierarchy, wow. we're all on the same playing field. Like basically the same utopian idea of what like communists want communism to be. Like that's yeah. what. The conservatives and religious people want heaven to be. Damn, man. I'm going to say it, bro. I'm going to say it. You don't fucked me up with the fun fact, baby. I've been been fucked in my pussy by a fun fact. I don't know if you can say that. Let's beep. We're going to have to go back and beep. uh, Hi, if you're just rejoining us after this heavy, after our sponsor has come in and cut several many minutes of our our episode. Um, uh, Okay, Shay, you know what's so funny is like, I know that we we brought um, like the uh, Matthew Neal, who is near and dear to our hearts, on to like basically talk about about how great he is and we we're like what if we just ignored his point and talked about what we thought listen we've got more great matthew neal hits coming at you okay non-stop baby <laughs> well, at least one more hour of matthew neal bliss you better sit down buckle up because i think we might even have one for you right before, now before we what that was such a good segue fuck okay, you whatever yeah, you, you want to say <laughs> no no <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah, what Shay said. Play that clip. <laughs> I mean, everyone's saying we don't know. Is that is that just the answer? It's just like it. it we just don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big uh, believer in Occam's Razor, and it comes up all the time in the podcast. You know, that the most plausible answer is probably is the most likely one, um, and you know it. it I, whenever I see those ones, I kind of think, well, can you can you rule out uh, that it's you know the latest tech from Russia or China or well, no, you can't rule that out. Is it some, a craft from outer space? Well, that's possible, but I, it's not. Uh, you know, you just you're just guessing. Like 
there's lots of possibilities, but we just don't know. And I think a lot of this guessing stuff um, really... It's just, it's just guessing, you know, and there's, and a lot of time it's, there's nothing to back it up and it, it requires a leap in logic. And like, like you just said, Shay, like the, you know, what do I have to do to make myself believe that it's aliens? Well, you, you have to make yourself believe that you have to make a leap of logic to get to that point. You've, the evidence takes you so far and then to get to the other side, you have to uh, jump to the, you have to make a leap. So an interesting thing to consider uh, on his point about like, we don't know what it is. It, it could be tech. Um, I read this interesting, like not just, you know, obviously I don't think that these were satellites with those, you know, uh, Navy pilots saw on their, in their little cameras. <laughs> their little um, cameras. No, no, nothing patronizing about that. <laughs> <laughs> their little, ca- I mean like, you know, what, yeah. Okay. Ooh, look at me. I'm a fighter jet. I got a little camera. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, all right. So apparently, um, Last year, there was a 16% uh, increase in UFO sightings nationwide. And maybe like an implied correlation could be that uh, apparently like the maximum percentage by which satellite traffic has been observed to brighten the night sky is is up 10%. So it's like, it's it's so funny when we think about like the, the increase in... I don't know, UFO sightings and alien and like UAP phenomena as like we continue to put more shit into outer space. Um, so I, I, I know we kind of talked about this a little bit in part one, but I don't really think we got into it. Like, Shay, you like, uh, what do you think it? Alien craft or Chinese tech? I love the question. I'm going to turn it back on you, Ian, and instead, when you, because you, I want to call you out. I've, I haven't been nearly as pedantic as I've wanted to be recently. <laughs> So Ian, Did I pronounce something wrong? Did I pronounce bussy wrong again? Well, you said um, UAP phenomena, and I was just wondering if you could explain what you meant by that. Unidentified aerial phenomena. Phenomena. Thank you. Okay. So do I think it's... <laughs> do so I th- otherwise known as UAPP. <laughs> that was good. Good save. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. So do I think it's tech or aliens? Fuck, man, I honestly have no fucking idea. Like, the videos are really bizarre. Like, they they do seem, like, I mean this in the most ambiguous way possible. They seem otherworldly. Like, I don't, I have yeah. no idea what I'm looking at, you know? And I'm going to go, I'm going to go with methane gas pocket. <laughs> you think that's what it is? <laughs> it's neither. It's not tech. It's not aliens. It's a methane gas pocket. So you're talking about, like, a, an earth fart. You're talking about... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've uh, we never seen an earth fart before here we are we are children today right? <laughs> everything is everything is pee pee poo poo pussy it's it's, um, it's the champagne <laughs> it is. i forgot we're drunk <laughs> I, I didn't i'm actively pursuing that goal <laughs> i am chasing that crystal dragon baby um, god you know what it's like can i be honest with you oh <laughs> is it in a champagne accident uh, for, oh for the listeners at home, Ian told me before the episode, he got a towel ready in anticipation of his infantile ability to hold glasses and bottles. And I guess what we've just witnessed together is his very expected champagne accident. Champagne accident. <laughs> I'm going to call the towel the champagne accident towel. Uh, very, yeah, very straightforward. <laughs> I, hey, that was a nice save, though. Like, we, I didn't lose. I think I only lost a very sm- minute amount of champagne. I, I, I'm so, I don't know if you feel this way, but like, I'm so reluctant. 
am I naive for for saying that like um I don't maybe I just don't want to believe it's Chinese tech because like I feel like that's the narrative being pushed so that the the defense department can like get even and even more like inordinate amount of spending to fucking uh I, like I don't know for for so the Pentagon can lose another trillion dollars or some shit <laughs> like yeah, that's a that's a fantastic point. I actually have never considered the fact that this could all be propaganda. That they're like, "Hey, look what maybe the Chinese are doing. You better <laughs> oh. up our budget." The Chinese are like, "Holy shit, what is that? That's inf- <laughs> that's fucking insane." Um, that ain't us. What the, it, what the it, fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, honestly, I don't think that's naive. If anything, I think that's like tinfoil hat. Um, that's that's a way to put <laughs> on a tinfoil hat. <laughs> that's in, worse. A, in a community of tinfoil hat wearing people, you put on a tinfoil sombrero. <laughs> You're well, I just mean, it's like, like <laughs> so. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I, I don't know. So, like, maybe this is just like the pacifist in me, but like. I, I do think that, you know, you see a UAP and, and like I, I watched an interview, I think it was on ABC or CBS, I can't remember, but it was like a formal Pentagon guy and they were basically like, you know, do you think, you know, he's talking about, yeah, these are definitely UFOs in the strict sense of like unidentified flying objects. Sure. We don't know what they are. I'm not, I'm not saying it's fucking being piloted by the, the guy from Mars attacks. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Right. But I am saying like, this could be Russian. This could be Chinese. And it's just like, did the Cold War ever fucking end? Like, are we at, at what point are we going to fucking move past this and just like, like not invest more money in fucking nuclear warheads? And it's just like, I, I don't know. Like for me, it's just like, Jesus fucking Christ, like any fucking excuse, you know, to, to just like pour money into defense spending instead of like, you know, I, I don't know, NASA. It's like, all right, China's flying spaceships. And they're like, Time to give more money to the Pentagon. They have to make a big bomb. So, and that's, I don't know. That's, uh, I, I wish that the Defense Department had to sing uh, f- like a coordinated dance and song number for the American people to enjoy in order to get uh, increases in their funding. Instead, they just make these uh, Hollywood funded uh, UFO videos. <laughs> instead, we just, instead, we just get the Avengers movies. Yeah. Honestly, to your point about like, all right, did the Cold War ever end? I don't know if the Cold War will ever end if we have equivalent, near equivalent mega global powers that have conflicting economic interests. I, mm. I think that's like the, the the de facto nature of like people wanting to be number one, you know? It's Geopolitics, just like, yeah. Yeah, like I can't imagine like uh, insert number two basketball player here just being totally cool with number one basketball player just being number one forever. You know, I don't know anything about sports. That's why that joke totally fell flat. But like, (laughs) you know, I think that's basically, I don't know. I think that's basically what it comes down to, but I don't know. So, so I want to, I want to circle back to your question though. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Do you, so what do you think? So so you don't think it's Chinese, but what do you think it is? God, man, you know, it's so funny because like I, when I asked you that question, I wanted to elicit an answer from you because I, I don't have one. Is it, is it not boring to just be like, I don't know, like, isn't that, like, I think in this instance, we should dare to dream, right? And we should mm. be like, all right, you know what? If I had to say something, here's what I say. If I had to say something, I would say it is some sort of, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's some sort of atmospheric phenomenon. Like, that's that's going to be my Occam's razor in this instance. And, you know, I was watching a, a Vice documentary, or not documentary, an interview with uh, some Harvard professor, and he was like, you know, maybe in this instance, the alien ship is the Occam's razor, you know? Like, maybe bending over backwards to say, like, oh, it was a methane bubble, 
at, at the same time as a solar flare and it like formed this, you know, heat thing. And, and that's what you saw. Fuck, man, maybe, I don't know, maybe it is. Maybe it's a little, maybe it's uh, the green Martian from the Flintstones. You know, what was his name? Oh, oh, I forgot that was a thing. That was a thing? Like, I know what you're, I feel like I am, I have an idea in my mind of what you're describing, but I'm not sure if I am just making this up now after the fact. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you're right. Well, you know what's interesting? I, I'm surprised you, of all people, aren't kind of sticking with, like, your first suggestion there, that, like, Maybe the Occam's razor, like the most simple assumption here, is that it's propaganda. Yeah, it's propaganda. Like uh, that, it's 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 somehow benefiting. Like the government is just like, no, we want either people to think that, like, we want our uh, military competitors to think, yeah, like Area Fifty One shit. That there was something real in that. Like you mm. can't disprove that. You know, it's like. You know what I mean? And, and that way, like, and that way, it's not aggression. Like, oh no, it's not aggression. Like we saw some, we saw some unidentified tech on our radar, and uh, now we have to invest in military spending. It's nothing personal. It's just that we've got this this scary thing on tape. I, don't, I mean, that doesn't seem crazy to me. I honestly have very little like information to back that up. But that idea feels somewhat prob. I mean, that that feels like a very simple solution that does not require a lot of crazy assumptions. Knowing knowing how much like Tom Fockery was done during the OG Cold War, like I I you know what it's just like at this point like I don't know what to believe, man. Like they've got they've got deep fakes of Biden like doing the Macarena, like they've got the the airplane tech, and I, I mean it, it's funny that we talk about this now because <laughs> as luck would have it. Our next captain's log actually features uh, Matthew Neal. It's not uh, a captain's log. This is episode two, bro. <laughs> our next clip uh, from our amazing guest, Matthew Neal, actually features some uh, insights on the government's, uh, like, uh, I don't know, reasoning for lying, like their excuse, their their uh, justification, maybe. Yeah, justification. Let's go with that. Yeah, we'll play it now. I mean, a lot of this comes from distrust of the government. So, over the years, our, um, both in, in Australia and America, uh, our trust in politicians has eroded. Uh, you know, it is now, if you said to someone, politicians lie, you go, well, yes, of course. You know, whereas I feel like back in the, back in the day, whatever the day was, um, you know, people trusted their elected representatives to not feed them mistruths. Um, and... You know, I'm not saying politicians lie all the time, but it's, it seems an accepted thing that politicians and governments will bend the truth about things or they will lie, confuse, obfuscate. You know, that just seems to be an accepted thing somehow in our uh, democratic society. So I think that bleeds into this whole thing that it, governments want to keep things from us. And whether that be, you know, UFOs and aliens, you know, why would they do such a thing? Well. You know, when you think back to when, like, Roswell is kind of like the big first one. And that was, uh, what, late 40s, I think? So, yeah, so we're starting into the Cold War. We're on the brink of the Cold War. We've just come out of a Second World War. Um, if someone got, if the US government got hold of some incredible technology that they didn't understand and went, well, we don't know what's going to happen with this whole Russia thing. Like, they've been a little bit cagey. Um, you know, what, what if the Germans come back? All this kind of stuff. Then, sure, I could see why they want to keep it as like a military secret. Um, do you want to frighten the populace with 
Um, I mean, just look at how people have behaved when they've been told about COVID, you know? Yeah. Like, people, we got told about a pandemic and people just lose their shit. They're going to start <laughs> buying toilet paper for reasons I don't understand. They just, everyone in Australia just stocked up on toilet paper. The one thing COVID doesn't do is it's make you shit diarrhea. yourself. <laughs> so, so why are people doing that? I mean, so if the government came out and said, aliens are real, like, there is going to be a certain percentage of the population that would probably lose their shit. So just, just to kind of clarify as well, um, <clears throat> the Roswell incident uh, happened July 1947, was when like the alien crash was reported. And Russia detonated its first atomic bomb in 1949. So it's, when, it's so funny because when he said that, I was like, okay, now like this, if, if, you know, the, the, you know, let's just say hypothetically the Roswell crash is true and like, you know, UFOs crash land in, in New Mexico, I, that now in the context of like the Cold War, I understand a little bit more why the government would want to keep this secret. But then like at the same time, also like, would it not be like an, uh, a big flex to be like, look out, look, look out Russia. We've got We've got alien tech. Yeah, I know. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, but it's interesting, though, because like all of this like kind of is predicated on the assumption that, I mean, and I guess that makes sense, but this is like predicated on the assumption that, okay, this is, if UFOs were real, this yeah. is why we would kind of, we, why the US government would say it. And I, I still have such a hard time imagining that it is real. You know, like all of it sounds like just such bullshit. I get like, this is like, this is the reasoning, right? Like the explanation here is like, this is the reasoning why a government would lie. Yeah. And which is, I guess, a different, totally different question is like a t totally different question from, did they lie? Is this what happened? And I don't know. And, and I think the answer just for me is just like, no, I still don't think it happened. Like, you know, this is like, could it have happened? Maybe. Did it yeah. happen? Like almost certainly not. Uh, yeah. I guess, but it's it's just so funny because, <sighs> agree or disagree, I want to say that again without slurring, agree or disagree, um, <laughs> uh, conversations about aliens from like the 1950s up until to like maybe the 90s are really conversations about the Cold War. Mm. Okay, so that's an interesting idea. I... <sighs> That's my take. That's, that's my take. take. That's my so, take. So you think like the the idea of like flying saucers? You think that's Cold War? Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. Like it's a uh, fallout I, I, from the Cold War. In the context, War. I'm sorry. In the context of like the government keeping these things a secret, I think this is really talking about. I think this is really a conversation about like espionage uh, during the Cold War, like lingering resentment of like McCarthyist paranoia. Um, like CIA missions in fucking like South America, the Cuban Missile Crisis, like all of these really like like you know when we're talking about, I bet the I bet the government is keeping aliens a secret from us. This is this is really and it goes back to this trauma conversation that we had. Like you can't have an adult conversation about like the United States uh, hegemonic global imperial project. So you fuck you make it about fucking aliens. You know, I wonder if it, like, I think everything you're saying makes total sense for, like, an explanation for why that could happen. But I also think that, like, we're talking about a period of time where a lot of Americans, especially rural Americans, are, like, first being exposed to a massive 
technological revolution happening. Like we're we're, yeah. we're talking about people whose family literally had never like 1940s. Like people born young people in the 1940s have grandparents who were born before they had access to electricity. You know, as yeah. as as a household thing, and then now all of a sudden we're talking about the idea of ships that can fly without any logical or reasonable propulsion mechanisms. Yeah. I I almost think this is like also reflects the imagination of of a of a country that has just been exposed to a limited amount of technology and now fantasizing about the the future potential of it. And I think like. I mean, to I mean, I know we're talking about late '40s here, but I don't think we're too far away from even talking about like the Jetsons, you know, where they, mm. this is like what we think the Jetsons are going to be, and you know, like the way that the Jetsons kind of worked out is like kind of silly. Like so many of the things where it's like, no, no, there's a much easier way. Like you don't need like a robot to cook you meal. There's DoorDash. Like what? Well, you're <laughs> fine. Like you don't even have to do that far. That far. It's it's way easier than you think in the future. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. I, a robot maid is actually a lot more cumbersome. Like, you're going to live in a one-bedroom apartment with your wife and three kids. Like, you're not going to have space for a fucking robot maid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, yeah, it's it, it's funny, though. And, like, the, because I feel like in this instance, we are dealing entirely with hypotheticals. And, like, yeah. we are just kind of like... And this is, like, I think more of just, like, a fun conversation. I, I think maybe the sure. other things were a little bit more... We're, we're dealing with like how people process trauma, like how detached people can get from reality. And like he had mentioned as well, like there's this, you know, uh, this is kind of related to an earlier uh, clip that we had from him, but he was talking about just like how this uh, desire to claim abduction by aliens stems from this like deep rooted loneliness and like, mm. to, like alienation from society that like you have to like, I, I, I don't know, make your alienation so fantastical like or, or you not fantastical but like like you justify it by being like well i'm i'm special i'm different you know and like this is why i have to be alone because no one understands me because i've been through like amazing and, and incredible things your choice of words there is actually so fascinating really you said your alienation is oh. so fantastical that you go through the lengths of creating a story about aliens I mean, yeah, like it's, I, I, I don't know. I feel like there's so many factors at play here when we talk about, uh, like, again, like this whole, like, what do we talk about when we're talking about aliens thing? And then, like, I, I think we're, we're, we're talking a lot about like conspiracy. We're talking a lot about like di dissociation, detachment from the society and the culture at large, like, you know, uh, uh, like wish ideation, uh, government conspiracy. It's like, I, I think there's, it's a really complicated subject because, uh, you know what, because we haven't, had any empirical proof of aliens, they exist kind of simultaneously in the minds of everyone that believe in them, and it's like whatever they want them to be, which you had mentioned in episode one. That is really fascinating, and yeah, you're absolutely right too. And like that's something that we talked about with Matt, and 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 and, and when what he said in the first clip there was like people when they when some people when they talk about aliens, that what they're picturing is people. Ex or, I'm sorry, people beings existing currently like on earth uh, visiting us, abducting us. And in some cases living among us as politicians or whatever. But like, I think like when you and I, and when I think maybe most people talk about aliens, like the, the imagery that we're imagining, I don't know if that's redundant or not, but is um, yeah, it's just like, a, it's more like a philosophical 
experiment or like a philosophical exercise where we're just being yeah. like, okay, what, what would life look like if it also emerged elsewhere in the universe? You, you know, you know, it's really funny when you say that as well, like in terms of this like philosophical exercise, maybe you would disagree with me, but I almost feel like there's like, you can take refuge in this conversation about aliens because it almost feels victimless. Like in mm. not that many other aspects of like culture and society, can you speak so freely about these philosophical ideas without like, I don't know, like uh, completely disregarding uh, a, a minority group or just like a, a specific group of people? Like, let's say hypothetically Asian people. It's like, oh, but like with aliens, like it's it's devoid of all of that uh, socio-historical context. So you're kind of free to like really explode these ideas, which is also kind of like the the thrill of science fiction in a way. Mm. That's a great point. Yeah. Well, with all, with all of these great points aside, uh, there was another thing. <laughs> <laughs> another thing we talked to uh, Matt about, uh, which <laughs> take us there, baby. Take us there. So, um, I actually, I really love this idea too. So, you know, you and I kind of touched on this at I think the end of uh, of our last episode, and it was just a question of whether or not we should try to contact aliens. Yeah. So, of course, we asked Matt this question, and here is what he had to say. Yeah, should we be contacting them? I don't know. Um, it's a good question. I think uh, our curiosity as humans is going to make us just have to do that anyway. We can't remain... If there are other beings out there, I mean, how long can you remain just quiet, hiding in the corner, you know? Uh, if they do come and try to colonise us and kill us all, well... It we was probably going to happen if whether we, <laughs> we're, yeah, and we're probably going to happen whether we message them or not. But yeah, uh, just uh, you know, in reference to your joke there too, that you know, what do the aliens really want? I think they really, you know, infiltrate government. Aliens really want trickle down economics. I think that's what. It is. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So this is something I thought about so much during this past because this is the thing that, like, I was like, no, absolutely not. Fuck off, fuck right off. Fuck off, <laughs> aliens, fuck off. So, <laughs> they're dangerous. No, um, so, so uh, you know, uh, out of curiosity, I, I, you know, I, I delved back into the, the whole Voyager thing and that's how I found that fun fact was, was basically like, um, what, what did they send into space into Voyager? And actually, I came up with like, I thought was like a fun question. Um, if you had to recreate the Voyager, like, Shit, what would you send? Like the message that was in the Voyager? Not even the message, but like, you know, they include bits of culture. Like, what would you send? What would you send? Like, oh, if you had to send, you know, a, a message and into music and photos, music, like, what would you art? What would you send? What would you choose? Like, what would you put in the universe? Well, I will tell you this, and this is definitive. I would definitely not make my final decision based on the answer that I'm about to give you. <laughs> Drunk on a Wednesday night here in my Drunk. bedroom. <laughs> was it? Oh, that song, that amazing song in the club on a Tuesday. I do not know aliens, this song. With the aliens. With the aliens. Is that a song? If it's. I mean, we'll get with, we'll get rights we'll get rights from them and we'll play it at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely happening. So, um, what would I send? Um, all right, pictures of my mom, pictures of the cat I'm fostering, 
Uh, <laughs> really? Real? Like, wait, like, really? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. I think that's beautiful. But yeah, if you're going to take it back, then you're a monster. Yeah, I'm a monster. No, of course. <laughs> I, who gives a fuck about my family or this goddamn <laughs> fucking cat that I'm like feeding and who shit? My girlfriend is very generously cleaning. I haven't touched the litter box once. <laughs> I'm not going to either. But it wasn't uh, your idea. You, you're, it, you're, you don't have to. It wasn't my idea. I was, I was the bigger person by saying, of course, if you really want a cat, you can have the cat i'm not gonna get in your way i'm also not gonna clean it shit. i'm not gonna get in your way and, and, and like ex- every sense of the word i will literally not step in between you and anything that comes out of the cat or goes into the cat precisely precisely um yeah so <clears throat> what would i put in fuck man honestly in this case i would probably defer to everything that the the original Voyager message, I don't think I could do a better job than Carl Sagan and Francis Drake did. Like, there's no fucking way. All right, so here's a fun fact for you. Okay. I dude, I really want to make a song called "Fuck Me Up with a Fun <laughs> Fact." <laughs> All right, we'll do Fuck it. Fuck me up with a fun fact. All right. All right. So, <laughs> all right do you know who Timothy Ferris is? Tim Ferris has a podcast. Not, not that guy. Not not him. <laughs> not that Tim Ferris. I was fucking... like, you can't do this. I know who that is. <laughs> no. All right. So, all right. So, he, you know, maybe we should play a little reading music over this. I think you're going to like this. Sure, but sure. Um, so, when it came time to choosing the music that could go into the Voyager, though Sagan loved the idea of including music on the record, he had a narrow view of what that meant. He had little use for much beyond Western classical music and was especially dismissive of what he called the mindless outpourings of rock and roll stations. The task of choosing music fell to journalist Timothy Ferris, who took a broader view. His chief concern was to send music with enough variety to hint at some of the diversity of Earth's peoples, he explained. He recognized the difficulty of the task before him. We could meet the first criterion imperfectly at best. In addition to our own cultural biases and the constraints of the record, we had to contend with the sharp drop in information that imposes itself when one looks beyond one's culture. With the help of Alan Lomax and other ethnomusicologists, he added a Bulgarian shepherdess's song, a Navajo night chant, Senegalese percussion, a Peruvian wedding song, and other ethnic selections to the works by Bach, Beethoven, Mozart, and Stravinsky. I love that. I love that so much, Ian, that it inspired me to pull up my book. (laughs) (laughs) Extraterrestrial Languages by, of course, the now infamous Daniel Oberhaus, who's been canceled for including dick pics in the book. (laughs) And also... As you may well remember from part one. From from part one. And also for uh, rejecting us rudely. Okay, I do feel like there's a small disclaimer that's necessary. I showed Stephanie the clip where we're like, oh yeah, Daniel Oberhaus so rudely rejected us. And, And she's like, oh really? Was he that rude? And I was like... No, no, he just didn't respond. So, uh, <laughs> d- d- small disclaimer. D- I'm you know sure what? D- <laughs> uh, no, we we have just you know what? Fuck you, Timothy Oberhaus. We have decided <laughs> as a culture that ghosting is very rude. How dare you ghost? It's this? it's Daniel Oberhaus. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, Daniel, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote you here anyway. So, okay. not only did they include such incredible musical stylings, the original Voyager records also included field recordings, and this is a quote here, so cue the music. (laughs) Field recordings of everything from the ocean surf to bird song. That's the end of the quote. (laughs) 
And then also, he talks about what you said, musical selections raising from Bach to Chuck Berry, and hours worth of brainwaves collected from the committee's creator, I'm sorry, the committee's creative director, Anne Druyan, and also, of course, a record of Sagan himself laughing. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love the idea that it's just like an hour of Carl Sagan laughing like a bondman like <laughs> I just and it's an hour of that and the aliens would be like dude we are never going to Joker planet okay <laughs> alright so listen I, I've got I've got more to talk to you about this Voyager thing, but before we do that, I, and like we don't have to put reading music over this, we can. But I just thought you would love this. They just because there's no pleasing everyone, and I, I know they try their best, but it's just like they're like, uh, like why didn't you ascend my song to the space of peoples? <laughs> but <laughs> who are you refer- who who whose voice is that? I'm, I'm getting there. So. All right, all right. You know, after after word broke of like everything that they did send to the aliens, these hypothetical aliens, like this record could very well have crashed into an asteroid by now. Everyone is so salty about it. So at a dinner after a Cape Canaveral press conference, a boozy NASA official of Italian American descent approached Lomberg. You put that three German composers under the record and not the one Italian a song. The official then gave him a gesture of such forceful, forceful clarity, which is this. Gave him one of these. <laughs> it's a middle finger for those It's a middle finger, yeah. <laughs> now, Lomberg claims to have wished they had a photo of it on the record as an example of how humans communicate non-verbally. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> That's wow. so amazing. It's so crazy that there are those few scientists who still manage to have some personality <laughs> and authenticity to them. Uh, that's beautiful. I fucking love that. So let me ask you. Let me. All right. Let me ask you one more question about about. Maybe, maybe we can move on to like other things about this. Um, so uh, something else that was interesting about the Voyager is that they 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 deliberately veered away from anything that they thought might be controversial. They didn't include pictures of war, disease, crime, and poverty. They also excluded religion. Um, they left out. Uh, hold on, I had I had a list here, but I'm drunk, and it's hard <laughs> to find. It's hard to. Why did I do, fill out a spreadsheet? I don't know. You you to mention that you're like, oh, it's all in a spreadsheet. I was like, why? Why? I don't know why. I don't okay. know why I did that. I mean, I'll show you the spreadsheet later. It's crazy. I don't want to see it. <laughs> if you subscribe to our Patreon, you will get. I will send you. This like, by the way, it's it would probably be like a hundred page spreadsheet. It's just like weeks of camp re-education. I wonder if you can upload a spreadsheet to Patreon. (laughs) We're gonna, I'll tell you what, Patreon listeners, we're gonna find out. And if you want to find out, go ahead and subscribe. So, all right. So they they you know excluded all those things I just mentioned, but they also excluded any images of religion. And I thought this was this was interesting. That is no paintings. Oh, because they didn't want to confuse the aliens on the difference between paintings and photographs. (laughs) <laughs> I love the idea I love the idea that an alien Would see a photo of a Sherpa And then a Picasso And go Alright I, I, I kind of get this one What the fuck happened to this one Like is this is this a disease that's on their planet Like is this a warning We should not go there That's this so to us? fascinating Dude um, 
I, I, I don't understand. There's a whole fucking chapter in this amazing book by Daniel Oberhaus, our famous guest, who did not join <laughs> or us. Captain Dick Pick, as we <laughs> refer to <laughs> so, so yeah, Captain Dick Pick had like a whole fucking <laughs> section here on art as like a way of communicating with aliens. Ooh. And I'll tell you, I read most of this book a year ago, so I do not at all remember it. And also I've been drinking quite a bit now. Um, oh, yeah. But there's like actually apparently some pretty fucking strong arguments for sending art, like art as without explanation as a way of communicating huge amounts of detail and intelligence to other, I guess, other intelligent life forms. You know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of uh, cave paintings. Ah, that's interesting. You know, if we're going to send a bunch of photos of us and we're basically just monkeys, like I mentioned previously, like they're like, oh, look, the monkeys know how to paint. <laughs> like the monkeys can make art. <laughs> well, one of the interesting proposals, and it was like a half serious proposal, apparently, when they were first talking about messaging extraterrestrials, was to send a cat. And not like a picture of a cat, not like a drawing of a cat, but a cat itself. And basically, uh, the idea was to be like, hey, this is what life on Earth looks like. And like, there's a lot of information in that message. You know what I mean? It's probably, <laughs> probably first, I mean, the, the obvious implications of like, but animal cruelty aside, and like maybe the, the possible confounding of cats as uh, the organisms themselves that are trying to communicate. They were hoping that the idea would, I guess, be like, this is what life is like. It's not, this is not the main life, but here's some, um, some life. <laughs> here's a from, sample. <laughs> from this planet and like, go at it, like dissect it, learn whatever you can from this. You probably learn a lot about us from the cat. Why, why wouldn't they just send like test tubes of like, you know, human blood, ah, it's dolphin blood, monkey boring. blood. Boring. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> furry, furry petrified space cat. <laughs> <laughs> I love I do love the idea that they like they would probably just see that as a warning. They're like, oh yeah. my god, we'll do this to you. Can you imagine? We'll like, I, I'm just. I have the. We did this to one of our own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do this to other animals on our planet. Just imagine what we'll do to you if you ever come our fucking way. Well, before, before we move on, really quick, and I, I know we're I know we're getting there, but I know we're about to like head to our final thoughts section. Um, what do you think about the decision to like not include anything about like poverty, crime, like nuclear war? Because, it, you know, it's so funny, like when we had these conversations about um, like, oh, like aliens coming to save us. Like, do you think there's an imperative for like honesty? Like, do you think what, what do you think would like function better? Like a message that says like, hey, we need help. We, we've got some problems that we can't figure out. Or maybe even like a, a sign to aliens that like, like uh, hey, we do have hey, we do have weapons. Like we we can be very dangerous. You know what's funny? I I immediately think of the parallels of a job interview, and I'm like, I would not go to a job interview and be like, Hey, here's my worst flaws. <laughs> like, do you accept me? What or like, job are we applying for? Any job. Like, I definitely <laughs> wouldn't go to a job and be like, Also, I have a gun. Like, I wouldn't show them like nuclear bombs and just be like, Just so you know, I no, have a like, gun. It's with me. If I was gonna like, if I, <laughs> if I'm like trying to like <laughs> introduce myself to someone, I don't go and say like yes yes i'm a great person i'm fine i do have some weird religious hang-ups what I'm, job in space are we applying for <laughs> it's it's a metaphor for like <laughs> like presenting yourself to someone else right i don't like, understand the metaphor <laughs> okay oh what about a first date is that a better is that a better thing like hi nice to meet you i am human i have a gun <laughs> like, like is that like how you're are we trying to fuck these aliens i don't understand the metaphor <laughs> <laughs> okay 
Well, I'm a little alarmed at your implication that you only go on dates to fuck, Ian. I'm trying to build genuine <laughs> connections with people I date, so... I am trying to do that, that too, while I fuck. <laughs> <laughs> with aliens, though, like, no, like, we're trying to connect. Like, that's the, like, that's the basic idea. Like, yeah. okay, we're life forms, we're connecting. I want to put a, a good... I imagine, okay... I'm talking okay. as if I'm trying to talk to aliens myself. Hypothetically, I would want to put my best foot forward as well. I understand that idea. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't want to start with nuclear weapons because I feel like you get like this weird, like militaristic, dictatorial, like I'm thinking like North Korean, like that's, Kim Jong Un, like vibe, like just like yes, yeah, we'll blow you away. <laughs> that's the international. Ver that's the interstellar version of the dick pic. <laughs> it's like, yes, it's yeah. a picture of a nuclear bomb. Like, yes. we didn't ask to see this. <laughs> we did not ask to see this. That's so good. Well, I like, I'm like, I love the scenario that like we're at a bar and there's some extraterrestrials on the opposite end. And we're arguing about how to approach them, and I'm like, no, we start with the nuclear bomb picture. Like we start, we open strong. I imagine in this scenario, you're just as drunk then as you are now. Uh, I, I'm hundred percent. Yeah, I'm, I'm only hoping. I just and just again, I would like to just uh, illustrate for anybody at home. I'm pretty much done with this bottle of champagne. So I'll, I got through this entire episode. I'll, I'll do the same. This is me. I'm here. I'm uh, I don't know if you could tell I'm here. We so. should have we should have a, a, a one year anniversary episode every time with champagne. For our listeners, we plug our Patreon way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> All you need to do is go to campreeducation.com slash Patreon slash on the opposite. Patreon. <laughs> yeah. No, that's all you need. Well, all right, Ian, I feel like um, Matt Neal was such an amazing host. Honestly, we didn't give him nearly enough credit this episode. Um, host. I keep saying host for our fucking guests. Anyway, he was because an amazing... He, he carried the show. He, he carried, carried the, show. the show. As he does his own show, and I know he's going to say it later in his own plugs, but he has this amazing podcast. It's called Can You Believe It? Absolutely check it out. Ian and I listen to... Excuse me, I'm burping because I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he has a, a bunch of episodes, or at least a handful of episodes on UFO stories and stuff like that, as well as a ton of other stuff about the paranormal. If you want to check it out, it's pretty funny. They have really funny accents and they sound just <laughs> totally adorable. So like, I just want to say, I, I just want to, I think, you know, uh, maybe, I don't know. I think Shane might've killed the mood when he was like, Hey, say this in your accent. And the guy was like, you mean just like, just like normally. <laughs> yeah. He, no, he's a, also a great sport despite my incredible ignorance. So like, All right, well, <laughs> uh, I, I, that, that aside, uh, Matthew Neal, we love you in, in a romantic way, if you want, uh, sponsor, take it away. What's up, everybody? Ian here, smack dab and recording the middle of our next camp, which we absolutely can't wait for you to hear. If you don't want to wait that long to listen, though, if you become a Camp Reeducation Patreon subscriber, you'll not only get access to interviews like the one we did with Matthew Neal, which is super worth the price of admission, but you'll also get access to early drops of Ignorance in a Bottle, other random bonus content, Man on the Street, sometimes just little fun things we want to throw in for you. So if seven days is too long to go between Camp Reeducation for just three, five, or seven $7 a month, you could be accessing tons of other cool shit. So I don't really know what you're waiting for. I'm not really sure if there's anything else I can tell you. If you can't find it in your heart to do that, a five-star review on iTunes means the absolute world to us. So with that being said, without further ado, I give you How Brain, How Feel. 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 
Welcome to How Brain How Feel. Just kidding. I'm not that drunk. Welcome to How Brain How Feel, our favorite end of camp recap to see if and how our minds have changed or if we've just become more convinced of our initial pre-fucking conceptions. Shay, How Brain How Feel. How Brain How Feel to you too, my good sir. And How Brain How Feel to you, my good sir. <laughs> <How> grow- <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, How Brain How Feel. Well, I'll have to say brain. From the brain's perspective, this camp, I've been feeling um, pretty. I don't think anything's changed, frankly. Like <laughs> I feel like, like per, per the ones, like so, there are the camps that nothing changes, right? Like I'm just like, mm, I feel the same. This one, I feel like there's so much more nuance here, which I love. Excuse me, I'm gonna burp. <gasps> a lot of, a lot of nice. <laughs> So <clears throat> there's a lot of camps where. The new the nuance builds, and I actually really appreciate that because it's, it, it is kind of it's kind of fun. It always feels like a failure when my initial preconceptions are just more reinforced. Like that mm. is just it's kind of a bummer because I I want to change my mind again. Like Mulder, I want to believe. Yeah, you know. But uh, I think in this case, I don't really see that being the case. I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, I'm actually, frankly, mostly not sure that whatever the new UFOs are are aliens. I'm mm. also, I'm also not sure we'll ever get to interplanetary space or intergalactic, or at least interstellar space as a species. Yeah. And I think this primarily just because of something I, I, I kind of mentioned earlier, and that was like I think with space privatization like seeing spacex seeing amazon like going to space like the fucking people who deliver you your your goddamn vibrators and like bic pens like those are the people sending us to space like and like i and all i think of is like okay we have already just in america even mind you like we have amazon and elon musk whatever spacex going competing for space i feel like we're already doomed for failure like until we can learn to collaborate and work with unity and cooperation, I frankly do not see a future where we successfully do any types of coloni- any type of colonization that we're hoping for. Um, and I kind of find that frankly really sad. And I feel I and like I blame capitalists, I blame capitalism, but frankly, like I'm not sure if it's totally their fault. Like I almost feel like it's the fault of evolution for designing our brains to be so susceptible to greed and to be power hungry. Like, I mean, obviously like fuck the capitalists, but also like, what are we going to do? Like, like if capitalism exists so rampantly in our dumb monkey brains, clearly these dumb monkey brains weren't the brains for interstellar space. And I think that's just kind of where I'm landing with this. I don't think aliens have been here yet. And I don't think we're going to be the aliens to go anywhere else. You know, I feel like that's such a shift from where from I was you earlier. I feel, yeah. I feel like it is. No, I feel like it is. A, uh, you know what? It's so funny is I almost feel bad. I'm like, did I rub off on you? <laughs> but I think, no, I think I, I, I think that's doing you a disservice. I, I know that you thought a lot about like, you know, like this camp over the past couple of weeks, but mm. it's, you know, it, I don't know. Like I'm inclined to agree with you because I think that like the people that are going to space right now are the people that can afford it. And I think all they're doing once they get out of the atmosphere is, is thinking about Selfies. market share. Or yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, it's like probably a mix. Honestly, probably a mix of the two. Like, look what I'm doing, and they're like, "Wow, this is great." How can how can we like capitalize on this? Right. And 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I, th- I think you, I think you might be right, and it's just going to be like I think it's like a. I don't know if I necessarily think this or if I'm afraid of this, mm. and I don't. I, I think that might be an important distinction, like what I think and what I fear, uh, and what I fear is that like they're just gonna there's gonna be like a, a level of exploitation, a level of exploitation to the extent that the Earth becomes uninhabitable. And then, like a very small, select group of people inhabit Mars, and like that's the basically that's like the 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 beginning of the plot of the movie Alien. Like that's how it starts. Like that's mm. the facehuggers actually originate on Mars, and it's Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and Bill Gates. <laughs> I loved I loved when you used to say Bezos. Like or back in early Cambridge education history, you're well, still saying someone Bezos. ruined it for me. Okay, I'm, so well, I'm not allowed to say Bezos anymore. Be- it's, wait, is it Bezos or Bezos? Bezos, Bezos. Well, I just, I just want to take time to refer. Do you remember? Uh, are you sure about that? What a classic, oh. classic gag. And it, for anybody mm. who's unsure, if you go back and listen to the earlier episodes before um, <laughs> the interplanetary, intergalactic uh, Ian and Shay took over the host bodies of regular Ian and Shay after we'd been trapped in the space-time continuum. Uh, sure, you know, there sure. was it was a great gag, but we retired it for fear of ever running into them again in the void where we left them. If you're confused by this, all you have to do is go back and remember, we've got 52 fantastic episodes. <laughs> yeah. If you made it this far into this episode, you definitely have enough time to listen to all 51 before this again. Before continuing from here on in this episode for, for the rest. By the time you take f- uh, over over two days to listen to catch up on all the uh, camp re-education goodness the next episode will be out so i mean i think i don't know i think i think that point while sad i think i think it's very poignant and i do think it serves as i i i don't know like an important fact to keep in mind if if the goal if, if we think honestly about the goal of like space travel and space quote-unquote colonization you know like if we do think honestly about why we're going there. I think it's important to keep these things in mind. Like if, if we're going to be in competition on Mars, what's the fucking point? You know? Yeah. I wonder, like, I wonder if it will be like that because it's weird because we think from our Western, I, I think, and I'm, and I, and I think many others do as well from our Western perspective that it's like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and like NASA, maybe the Chinese party, like, you know, the Chinese communist party and like other governments like kind of fighting for space but it's weird that we are like so disjointed and i I, i'm just not sure what has to happen until there are global alliances that everyone's like no 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 this like we should do this like i don't care who's number one i think it honestly i think it's socialism frankly i think it's it's a it's a planetary i think it's a planetary government that helps everyone kind of equally where there's universal basic income not going to happen i don't think anytime in our lifetime and universal income i'm sorry universal i already said that universal health care you know where we're all like not afraid of like our teeth rotting and that like being like the death of us i just i frankly just i think we're so far away from just the basic needs of humanity that the the needs of a of an interstellar or maybe even interplanetary humanity is just not really in the cards for us especially especially considering we've got supposedly 10 years not like eight years now to stop sure. global warming yeah yeah so it's, here's you know it's it's so funny because like this is a little bit tangential but um 
you know, uh, we, we posted that meme about like rising carbon dioxide levels. Mm. And, uh, you know, someone was like, well, China is, you know, again, like this, this fucking like Chinese fear mongering. I'm like, look, like, uh, you know, China's not perfect. Absolutely. Like the shit they're doing to like Uyghur Muslims in China is, is fucking atrocious. In those re-education camps. <clears throat> in those re-education camps. <laughs> we would know because like that's where we got our whole shtick about we, like, <laughs> you don't have to be in a re-education camp to have your thoughts shaped for you. But it's funny. And just like, just randomly, you know, I know this isn't, has nothing to do with aliens, but like keeping this, you know, writing off the back of your point of like this co collaborative thing and like thinking about, you know, the information that you're given to divide us. Yeah, I know that China, uh, I, I think they have like the most carbon emissions in the world. That We have a fourth of the Chinese population and we're half of their carbon emissions. Not only that, but we've moved most of our manufacturing plants to, to China. China. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, like when we really think, is it China or is it really the, cor the, the transnational corporations that have moved their things there to sell shit back to Americans? And I thought this was an interesting fact. Uh, the number of trees lost each year as a result of the consumption habits of the average Chinese person in China, uh, it's 0.5 trees. It's half a tree. What do you think it is in the United States? All right, I'm going to give you a range of 90% certainty. Are you ready for this? Okay. Yeah. Because I'm 90% certain that I'll get it right in this range. Uh, 0.5 trees to... In China. Yeah, like as in China. Uh, actually, I'm going to go lower just to be certain. 0.25 okay. trees to 500 trees. Okay. So the number of trees lost each year as a result, a result of the consumption habits of the average person in China is... 0.5, half a tree. It's five in the United States. I nailed it. So, I nailed I, it. like, you know, uh, these these facts and figures are always misleading because there's always there's always other ones to consider. Now, here's something that's going to break your heart, Shay. What is it in Sweden? 0.5 in China, five in the United States. What is it in Sweden? Uh, it's going to break my heart. I don't think it is going to break my heart. That's a red herring. Ian's trying to fuck me over because I know that they burn their trash and then eat it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's right. So, I'm going to say 0. 0.25. 22. Bullshit. Eat a dick, Ian. <laughs> fuck you for attacking my people. Fuck your stats. <laughs> fuck your stats. That's right, so anyway, my, my, uh, how brain, how feel. Wait, you already did yours. Was that not I yours? Do mine? Did you mine at all? You went first. I'm doing mine now. Oh my god, there's more. Now you know. I was humoring all of that for no reason. <laughs> now you know. Now you know how I feel. It's so easy to get confused and think that the episode is over, but it's not. Listen, I've it's had just because you've right. been talking for the last seven minutes. I just we thought. know. <laughs> We've been having a conversation. It's a different thing. Okay. Just because I, I'm I, here nodding doesn't mean this is a conversation, Ian. Uh, <laughs> uh, listen. <laughs> I love listen. it. Wait, Ian. Before we go to your how brain how feel, I'm I'm determined. This is the end of my champagne. I finished mine. Fuck you, really? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> well, I mean, you're almost done. You're almost done. I'm I'm like I'm yeah. I'm, we're ba right. we're basically finished. All right, I'm gonna chug this before the end of the show. A battle of champagne each feels feels good. I'll drink this. Will you tell me about how your brain is feeling? So as soon as. As soon as I said, so uh, just for anyone who's not clear off the record, I told Shay, yeah, you do your how brain, how feel first, and then I'll go second. 
because mine is dark. Well, yours was dark too. I'm sorry. We're ending the episode on a dark note. We're depressive alcoholics in this episode, I guess. So I told you earlier about the alien stranger. There's more to this because on the opposite end of the spectrum, beyond the alien stranger is the alien alien. And the alien alien is something that we don't recognize. The alien alien has no, it like has nothing in common with us. We cannot recognize ourselves in it. It cannot recognize itself in us. So when I think about like, should we be contacting, like my my big how brain how feel was, should we be contacting alien life? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Because I'm thinking so much about the alien stranger, even in the movie Alien. You know, like even even in that movie, like there is something recognizable in the way that it moves in its mouth and its hands like that. There's something so terrifying in it that feels so fundamentally human. It's just like if if uh, uh, the alien in this movie is just like a, a human completely devoid, devoid of, of morals. So when I read about the alien alien, I was like, cut off all fucking transmission. Like, don't tell anyone that we're here. So. This is what I read, and this is what I'm like, I, I don't know. And maybe you can kind of tell me your thoughts, but the belief in the alien alien harbors a great deal of violence. Utterly foreign, the alien alien is devoid of any semblance of human emotion, curiosity, fear, knowledge, and dignity. It is a figure to whom we have no responsibility, and there are plenty of alien aliens even here on Earth. Consider the chicken. We raise chickens in factory farms, grow them for the sole purpose of eating their flesh, and do so in such a way that they have unimaginably horrible, painful, and short lives. The justification, if there can be any, is that chickens are alien aliens. They are so different from us that we are permitted to treat them with what we would consider the height of ultraviolence if humans were the subject. What do you think of that? I think it's weird that you think that aliens <laughs> are unknown alien. Like they're like the alien stranger, I guess. Right? In your framework, that's like the known alien. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. So according according to this framework that I found, there's the alien stranger, which is like something we recognize. And yes. then the, the alien alien. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah, well, like the alien stranger has to be known, right? Because we made it, right? Yeah. But it's also born of the deepest, darkest parts of like human psychology. It's like built to reflect the unknown. Like I guess what's 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 similar of that is like bipedal, mm. two feet for those who don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's got tight. teeth. Tight. It's it's <laughs> tight. It's not so tight. Tight, tight, tight. It's got it's got teeth. It's got little tiny arms or something. It's got tight. like an extra set of teeth. Stop saying sorry. tight, bro. You're taking all the wind out of my sails. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know, tight. dude. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you. There, there's something I learned in my amazing book called Extraterrestrial Language. <laughs> <laughs> there's a minimum focusing distance. I know that cameras can't focus as close, but that's all right. Yeah, by Daniel Oberhaus. Okay. That, that's like okay. anyway. Yeah. Word. Word. And and he talks about just like there, it's not his idea. He's not like the genius behind this. But there's yeah, like the idea. Him. Fuck that guy. I mean, anyway, he says that no. He writes that other people have said that uh, <laughs> there is like an idea of like basic. What is it? It's basically basic cognition, basic intelligence. 
that like based on the abstract restrictions of physics that there's only so many ways intelligence can arrive to maximize to basically like economize on the physics that we exist within and yeah. that from that all different types of intelligences have to be somewhat similar because they're all like the 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 idea of intelligence in that in that aspect is to be economizing on the physics around us mm. and if that's the case then I'm not sure there is an alien alien. I think it is all the alien stranger. Like we all understand, yes, given the physics within we all reside, there has to be some basic framework that we can agree upon and that we can know, like we can know how to exploit and manipulate for our own personal gain. And I think that that, that means that all aliens have to be the alien stranger and not the alien alien. I I like that idea a lot. And you know what? Even to kind of bring myself back from the ledge, I did a little bit more research and I think you'll like this. Um, there was this writer who brought up this idea of the alien alien and was like, well, what about this? Like, what if it's something we can't recognize? And the response was, anything that comes to us, we'll be able to look it in the eyes. There's mm. that, that uh, like, I don't know, is it Keats? Anyway, there's this like uh, poetic idea that the eyes are the windows to the soul. And uh, Seth Shostak, senior astronomer at the SETI Institute in Mountain View, California. Of course, said that, of course. Of course. Any organism that develops in the vicinity of a star is probably going to have eyes. After all, vision evolved very early among Earth's animals and complex image-forming eyes have evolved independently at least 20 times. So maybe you're right. And I, I you know, I really like that idea. And uh, I, I, I don't know. Has my brain changed? Has my opinions changed? Have my opinions changed about aliens and alien abduction? Like, you know, honestly, I probably couldn't articulate it right now. We might have to do some sort of follow-up, but, but yeah, fuck yeah. Mm. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. Well, I love I that. I think, like, oh my god, yeah, fuck, like, fuck, yeah. If I'm if I'm being honest, like, the people who like think about like, bef- you know, before I was just like, oh god, not another one of these fucking stories. Like, I think about people who tell these stories differently. I I understand people who put their hopes in aliens differently. Like, I think about you know the poss- the probability and and like rationalization of of governments keeping alien secrets differently. Like. This was a great camp. I I loved this camp. Like I always thought this was a very silly topic. I I don't know. Maybe I still think it's kind of silly, but like my perspective has a hundred percent changed, and I love that. So this was this was a, a win for me. Like a put chuck a ding into the aliens column. Well, you know what, Ian? I love you, bro. You're, I you're, love you too, man. You're my bro. Hey, <laughs> empty glass. Cheers to that. Clink. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Cool. Here's to 52 episodes, and here's to 52 more, brother. Hell yeah. Love you. Love any listeners. I wish I had more to drink now. I feel like that's bad luck, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Did we just jinx our show? There's probably another drop in here. I'm fishing for the last drop. I got one. I got a little something. Same, same. One. Bad luck. Big God. Bad luck, God. <laughs> All right. Um, with that, I hear your beautiful music healing up the end of the episode. I think I do too, so fuck you and fuck everyone else. Have a good night.
again to our amazing guest, Matthew Neal from the Australian Broadcasting Corporation and the Can You Believe It podcast. To hear all of our interviews in their entirety, become a monthly supporter on our Patreon, and we will get access to those and tons of other fun goodies. Here at camp, we love talking over great music, like the song that I wrote that you're hearing right now. If you want to hear more amazing music, like the song that you're hearing right now, then follow our playlist on Spotify, where our amazing intern Reagan may have helped and done that. We hope you enjoyed this camp as much as we did. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and everywhere else. Stay tuned for the next camp where we do the stuff.